Thanks for watching. He's posted two hours ago. That's funny. He's that is a crap show. Yeah, sounds like it. Welcome back to I'm Afraid Of. I'm Kylie. And I'm Nathan. Been a minute. Been a hot minute. We moved back to North Carolina. Yeah. And the moving process takes so long for me to get into a routine and get organized. And then the hurricane came and the power went out and that set us back, me back. I'm the like problem. <laughs> 24 hours without power, no big deal. Yeah, but the food. I have like this like weird food anxiety, so I'm going to throw out everything. Well, I'm going to throw out all the meat that was already frozen for a while. Yeah, fair enough. I have a thing about food. I have to like only pick out the spinach leaves that are fully dry and put them in mason jars. And it takes me so long. But you did get over one of your food things today. What? Eating leftovers. <gasps> I did eat leftovers. But they were really good leftovers. Yeah, we went to Vic's Italian restaurant with our friends last night and it was hands down the best pizza and the best tiramisu. Tiramisu? Tiramisu? Something like that. That I have ever had. I did get, I got pasta. We got pasta. But our friend ordered pizza and then we all ate the pizza and we will be going back. So freaking good. So good. What else have we been up to? becoming fall it's getting cold it was freezing this morning there was like no like fall you know yeah it just went straight to 50 degrees yeah this morning it was we left for the gym at like eight it was like 48 or something yeah it's pretty cold insanity but <clears throat> nathan's been watching house of the dragon religiously yeah i love that show we got the damon funko pop and i'm in love with him I am too. I don't watch the show, but I'm in love with Matt Smith, so. We love Matt Smith. I can't handle the violence of Game of Thrones or House of Dragon. Mm-hmm. I tried to watch once with Nathan and immediately saw a naked man being crucified and then stabbed. I was like, you know what? Mm, this is not for me. But I think House of the Dragon has a lot more drama than action. The first time you watched it, you said, whoa, somebody's got their dick cut off. <laughs> The first, like, episode one had a lot of action. Episode three had a lot of action. Like, some of the best fighting scenes was episode three. Was and that the then one where he didn't talk? Damon, yeah. He, like, had one sentence. I know everything that happens in these shows. But, like, the past couple episodes, it's been a lot of drama. A lot and of it's incest. Been, it's been really good. Like, the plot is very good. I also feel like I can't get enough into the mind space of, like, this is fantasy and old and like this was normal well um, it's made up yeah but oh uh, yeah i get what you mean this is a spoiler for the most recent episode of house of dragon when nathan told me that matt smith married his niece right yeah niece and said that he was in love with her when she was 12 right when she was the younger one and he was I, I'm trying her. to remember how old she was exactly. She, was she looked 12. She looked young. Probably a little older than that, but... And she was sleeping with her bodyguard at one point. And you know That's what? That's when she was, like, 18. Yeah, like, if she gets, like, up to 
I would say 16 in those times and it's a consensual relationship. You do you, you know, but not with your uncle. (laughs) I just. uh, But it's Matt Smith. I've been watching the Great British Bake Off as (laughs) it drops. I buy cake just for it because every time I watch it, I crave it. So I need to see what they're making this week so that I can get that specific thing. Very smart. (laughs) Anything else? It's pretty much caught up. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Today, we are going to talk about my fear of stalking. Cool. Have you ever had a stalker? I wish. Nathaniel. I sure was cool enough to have a stalker. I had a stalker once. It was a, it was a low key stalker. Like it never got scary, but like multiple Instagram accounts. That's, that's after cool. After being blocked, you knew this. <laughs> One time I went to a Waffle House with my friends from high school, after, like when I was in college, and he walked in and I made them leave with me. I was like, fellas, I hate to cut this reunion short, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah, we got to bounce. We got to bounce. Okay. This is the case. Actually, you probably... I think you were on your mission, but I would be surprised if you didn't hear about this. This is the case of Lauren McCluskey. I think that's how you pronounce it. Sources are Salt Lake Magazine, Salt Lake Tribune, ABC News, CNN, and the Lauren McCluskey Foundation. So, Lauren went to the University of Utah in Salt Lake City... She was recruited for the track and field team. Teachers and friends said that she was impressive, keeping a high GPA and performing in multiple track and field events. She volunteered at a humane society, like with pets, where she trained cats to be more sociable so that people would want to adopt them. How cute is that? Super cute. And she had two cats named Fuzzy and Victory. Aww. So, September 2nd, 2018... This is a few years after she moved to Salt Lake. She met a man named Melvin at a bar who was working as a bouncer. He gave her a fake name, but I don't know what the name that he gave her was. During their first meeting, he told her about his time in the military and that his career path was currently in security where he had been trained and certified. And then they met up a few times after that and were dating. September 26th, so 24 days later... Lauren confided in two friends that Melvin was not letting her hang out with her friends. Her friends said that she sounded and looked different, and that they were really worried about her. They even talked to campus police about how he stays at her place and constantly talks about guns and how they believe that he was taking advantage of her. But nothing was done. October 9th, 2018, Lauren found out the truth about Melvin. He was actually on parole and was on the sex offender list. She discovered his real name and that he was 37. I'm going to switch over here so I can look at you. Okay. You just like looking at my pretty face? I do want to look at your pretty face. There we go. Okay. So she found out he was 37. I forget what age he said he was, but I'm pretty sure he was off by over 10 years. Okay. So he said he was only a couple years older than her. So he came over to her dorm room and she dumped him, but allowed him to borrow her car to run some errands. Not really sure. I'm I'm guessing it was very much a just get the hell out of my apartment. I don't care what I have to do <laughs> to get you out. After their breakup, she continued to receive messages from him. They started to get threatening and they told her that she should kill herself. 
The day after their breakup, Lauren's mom called campus police because she was concerned about Lauren going to retrieve her car from Melvin. They called Lauren and went uh, with her to pick up the car, and um, Melvin wasn't there. He just left the car. So, no incident, but this incident was never filed with the campus police, even though nothing happened, but this whole... It's a hard thing to file, I guess. Like, she willingly gave him the car, you know? Well, just that she felt unsafe and that she had to be escorted. Yeah. I'm just saying it was not filed, so if they were to ever look at his history of being sketchy, this was never there. Sure. When Lauren wasn't responding to Melvin's threatening texts, Melvin's friends posted on social media that Melvin had committed suicide, which he hadn't, and on social media blamed Lauren for causing it. That is crazy. Yeah. He kept making attempts to enter her dormitory building, and he told her to give him $1,000 to stop him from releasing explicit images of them. She confided about all of this to her close friends and family, but she felt that most of his threats were empty, and she just wanted to handle it herself. But her friends said that she was clearly growing more and more concerned as it continued to escalate. I mean, yeah, it's getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. October 12th, Lauren's case was officially presented to the campus police. October 13th, she reported extortion related to the photos. The officer she reported to... What does extortion mean? Extortion's like, um, kind of like blackmail. Thank you. You're welcome. The officer she reported to asked her to hand over the explicit images that she was talking about. Bro. Her case was never investigated by the officer. It's kind of gross. Lauren's mom said, quote, The officers never checked Lauren's killer's, spoiler alert, offender status. After the police took her statement, they could have easily found out that Roland was on parole and put him in jail right then. I just wish a responsible adult would have listened and believed. Roland was on parole and could have been taken into custody, end quote. Yeah, I just, I don't have a lot of faith in campus police. I, like, I just, I don't know why they're, I don't even know why they're there, you know? Like, why not the campus just hire real policemen? Like, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just have a weird. That's part of this problem is that. Stigma for campus policemen. For a reason or just. For reasons like this, like yeah, nobody takes them seriously. They don't have real authority. But even if it was the real police, stalking is still really hard to get. Like, yeah, it's just a what if situation. Like, mm-hmm. what if they actually went to the police instead of the campus police? Well, let's keep talking. All right. October eighteenth, Lauren met a friend at the library and confided that the police didn't believe her about her scary ex. The next day, Lauren called the Salt Lake City Police. Because she was frustrated that campus police weren't helping her. They directed her back to campus police. Lauren emailed an investigator the information about her stalker. So like name and all that stuff. The investigator called Lauren back and said she would not be back to work until the 23rd and would handle it then. The email was not read until after it was too late. Jeez. So she's the officer. The investigator said she would be back the 23rd. Let's talk about October 22nd. 10.39 a.m. Lauren talked to a campus police officer because she had gotten a text from a fake number claiming to be the sheriff asking her to come to the police station. She, would, she was advised by campus police to not go since it was probably Melvin trying to get her to go somewhere. Holy cow. 
This incident was also not recorded. 8.20 p.m. that same day, Lauren was on her phone with her mom when she was attacked. Her mom heard her over the phone screaming no. Melvin dragged her across the parking lot of her dorm building and she dropped her belongings on the way. He forced her into the back seat. He had been waiting in her dormitory building for hours. This absolute psycho. 8.23 p.m., so three minutes later after the phone call, Lauren's dad called campus security to tell them that Lauren was in danger. 8.38 p.m., Melvin called a woman from that he had met on a dating app asking her to come pick him up. They went to dinner, drove by the state capitol, and then went to her place. He took a shower there, and then she dropped him off at a coffee shop. Later that night, she saw the no- his face on the news and called the police. 9.55 p.m., Lauren was found dead in the back of a car in a parking lot near her dormitory building. She had been shot seven times. Holy cow. Yeah. That's wild. 9.56 p.m., a stay-in-place alert is sent out across Utah Valley. A few hours later, Melvin killed himself. Lauren's mom said, quote, The U has never admitted that Lauren's death could have been prevented or apologized or taken responsibility for their failures. It's hard for them to change if they don't acknowledge their failures, and that has to happen going forward, end quote. After Lauren's murder, her friend Brooke started a student-led coalition called Unsafe U. They held a protest on the one-year anniversary of Lauren's death. Jump to 2019. This is the year that Lauren would have graduated. The U of U awarded Lauren with the post. Is it posthumous? I don't know. Bachelor degree in communication. It means post death. Jeez. June of 2020, Lauren's family sued the U of U police and just the university in general, I think, because it came out. Ready for this? That the compromising photos that Lauren had handed over that Melvin was threatening to spread were spread to other officers. Like, the guy who took it was showing them to other officers. What an absolute asshole. Yeah. October of 2020, the family settled with the school for $10.5 million. The school also donated $3 million to the Lauren McCluskey Foundation. Jeez. The U of U president said, quote, The university acknowledges and deeply regrets that it did not handle Lauren's case as it should have, and that, at the time, its employees failed to fully understand and respond appropriately to Lauren's situation. As a result, we have failed Lauren and her family. If these employees had more complete training and protocols to guide their responses, the university believes they would have been better equipped to protect Lauren, end quote. Yeah, I um, 100% agree. Yeah. Um, this is... A fact about the case, I didn't really know where to put, but the man who lended Melvin the gun got three years in prison because Melvin was on parole, so we couldn't buy guns. Good. Yeah. Here's some stats from the Laura McCluskey Foundation website. One in four women have experienced some sort of physical violence by an intimate partner at some point in their lives. And one in seven men have been severely physically abused by an intimate partner in their lifetime. The foundation has three main tenants that they work with, which is campus safety, amateur athletics, and animal welfare. So, like, they support underprivileged high school students who want to play sports in college, and they fund research and provide resources to help college campuses become safer. They also have a commitment called Lauren's Promise. If you make Lauren's Promise, it means... 
quote, I promise to listen and believe you if somebody is threatening you, represent a safe haven for sharing incidents of sexual assault, domestic violence, or stalking, and change campus culture that responds poorly to dating violence and stalking, end quote. Jeez. Yeah. So I'll put the link to the uh, foundation in the show notes so that you can look at it or donate or I'm pretty sure they're doing a memorial walk this month in Utah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. <laughs> like. It just escalates so quickly. Like people think stalking like and sometimes it does just last a long time and is kind of under the radar seems like a wrong way to put it. But like this escalated so quickly. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, like, she seemed like she had a good head on her shoulders and she seemed like she knew. She did everything right. Like, she knew that she needed to get out of this toxic relationship because, like, for a lot of people, like, there's that case and the, the monkey would rather be shocked than not, like, like it would rather like the comfort over i don't know what i'm trying to say here. <laughs> there was a study where this monkey would rather be physically hurt than mentally hurt basically okay and like humans are like we would rather face physical pain than like emotional pain so like in toxic and abusive relationships it's that abusive cycle where like you even though you may get physically hit or hurt oh i see what you're like getting at. you would rather go back to that versus than being alone like emotionally being alone versus like i'm with somebody but they hurt me that's better than being alone full disclosure neither of us have been in a physically abusive relationship this is just coming from a high school class yeah um and it's just like it's good principles to live by like you should like understand that there are good people out there and people will treat you right and you need to be the type of person to treat your significant other right mm -hmm. so be a good person don't stalk <laughs> don't hurt people like it's it's it takes nothing to be nice you know like mm -hmm. it's free you might as well just be a good person that's my tangent. Your like post case tangents always go so off the rails that I don't know what to cut and what to leave it. See, you have notes, I don't. <laughs> I have time to put my thoughts together. It'd be better. Maybe. <laughs> well, any last words? for the podcast <laughs> I just almost did the morbid sign off you do keep it weird you know that you're gonna get, you're gonna get sued I'll, I'll bleep it out <laughs> I'll just cut it alright thanks for listening we'll see you on the next podcast bye everyone